All right, welcome into the Dynasty Gamut. This is NFL Playoff Part 3, Dynasty Fantasy Football. Sean Payton back on the sidelines. The GOAT retires again. Super Bowl matchup is set. Senior Bowl practice and more on this episode of the Dynasty Gambit. Let's go. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. All right, all right. Welcome into the Dynasty Gambit. I am your co-host this evening. You can find me at FantasyJ77 on Twitter. Back as always, co-host. Oh, he is back. Okay. <laughs> back Brian, for sure, yeah. Grad 92 over there on Twitter. How are you doing this evening, sir? I'm doing well, guys. How are y'all doing tonight? Good, sir. Good, sir. Our third co-host this evening yet again, Kyle Sinra says, Kyle, how are you this evening? Absolutely awesome. Uh, it's uh, quite the shrine of a day. And that was yes, a bad way to make a shrine bowl joke. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> I'm already off to a great start. That's, that's all right. Oh, we are always off to a great start. Hey, if you like this content, please don't forget to hit that like, subscribe if you haven't done that already. Let's get into it, fellas. Super Bowl matchup set. Eagles versus the Chiefs. Uh, quick question, though. Besides the confirmation that Patrick Mahomes is superhuman, a real-life superhero. What else was the takeaway for the uh, conference championship games? Kyle, let's start with you. I just found it interesting that with, yeah, Mahomes and the other amazing quarterbacks, probably three top five quarterbacks in the NFL playing all on championship Sunday and the impressive offensive lines all four teams have. Maybe a little less the Bengals, although, you know, closer to average than they're at the bottom of the league like two years ago. So the tons, like some of the best offensive linemen in the league, whether it's the best center in the league in Kelsey, best left tackle in Trent Williams, and all the great receiving options on all four teams, the two best players on Championship Sunday, I thought were both defensive players. So found that interesting that Chris Jones and Hassan Reddick helped their teams dominate on the defensive side of the football. Obviously, the four Niners were only able to score seven, but even holding that Bengals deep offense to just 20 points, that seems like a victory in so kudos to Chris Jones. Right on, right on. Well, Brian, I'm going to put you on hold for just a second. We're going to welcome in one of our guests this evening, my boy Deshaun, at FF underscore Moon Vibes, part of Toilets for Titles. How are you doing this evening, my man? I'm great, man. I'm chilling right now with the T2T fam. Uh, you see the vault is behind me. We're running out of Airbnb. Oh, <laughs> so I'm at Airbnb right now, chilling with them. And uh, we're with the Live and Mobile. Hell yeah, brother. Well, the reason I brought I'm you on this evening, a, a senior bowl. Yeah, yeah, that's the reason I brought you on. I wanted to talk some senior bowl, you know, with, with it coming up on Saturday. Of course, we've got the, the Shrine Bowl tonight, but the, the senior bowl is coming up on Saturday. Mm -hmm. I know you guys have been down there since, uh, what, Monday or Tuesday? Yeah, we've been down here since Monday. Oh, nice. Yeah, get 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 some nice weather in you. Well, I, I know my guys. Man, it was hot. Brian it was here. hot, scorching out here when we first got. Here. Yes, <laughs> and that was kind of oh, cool. Yeah. It off. It was pretty breezy today and cold. So yeah, the weather's definitely something. Hell yeah! There you go. Well, I got my guy here, Vandy Grad ninety two, Brian, and then right above you is Kyle Sinra. At Sinra says, we, "We got a few questions. You got some time to answer out some questions, and uh, let's see what uh, what your what your yes. grasp of this Senior Bowl is." All right, Kyle, shoot it. Go. Absolutely. Oh, I okay. You. I thought, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we'll start right off the bat running in with running backs and, uh, 
one of the first things I look at evaluating running backs is their footwork. And two of the guys that really impressed me in this class with their footwork have been Chase Brown and Chris Rodriguez. And I think both do really well at, there's no wasted steps. Like they're really efficient mm-hmm. when they're cutting and turning, but also especially Chris Rodriguez, when he gets through contact, he's just fighting through powering through and constantly moving his feet. So uh, while I think they've got good technical aspects to running, I think the big question for both of them is, do they have the elite athleticism or even the NFL average athleticism to thrive in the NFL as running backs? I actually got a chance to talk to Chris. Uh, we got an interview with him, and he was – I talked to him off off, off – the day one of practice was like – are you are you okay? Like, are you good? Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I ended up finding out that I, I ended up finding out that he was been battling his uh, PCL. So, so that, that is something that he didn't want to. Hey, Deshaun, Deshaun, real quick, it's breaking up pretty bad. So I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can I'm gonna Wasn't kick you out and then uh, see if you can on, see if you can reboot it? with us Wednesday and also today. I don't know if you heard me or not. There, someone loves Zay Flowers. I guess the Facebook oh, okay. user will be sending flowers to Zay Flowers at some point. Let's see if that let's see if that brings it back. And it it was breaking up pretty bad there, Deshaun. Moon vibes may mean moon Wi-Fi. Uh-oh. Sorry, right, bad moon joke. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and message him on on Twitter right quick. Um, so it sounded like he was saying, you know, because I know Chris Rodriguez missed a good portion of this season. It sounded like he's saying PCL injury is what right. I heard. That's so. that's kind of what it sounded like to me as well. Um, so let's go back to the to the uh, original question right quick. You know. Besides uh, the the Patrick Mahomes, you know, being a you know a real life superhero, what else did you take away from the uh, conference championships, Brian? We'll, we'll we'll go to you. One thing that I noticed, just like to have many games this year, including a game or two, I remember where Mahomes was the leading rusher. They had a hard time. The Chiefs had a hard time establishing the running game. I believe the stat I came up with was twenty rushes for forty two yards total. And they're going to have to do better than that in the Super Bowl, I think, to win it. And the interesting thing alongside that was that the Eagles set a all-time single-season record by team for most rushing yards. They they either tied it or passed the 1924 Frankfurt. Um, help. Yellow Jack. I forget their their nickname, but uh, I found out later that that the Frankfurt team from 1924 is a suburb of, of Philadelphia, and they were in existence from 1924 to 1931. And then in 1933, they they actually, that same team, got the franchising rights to be the Eagles. So that's uh, that was kind of intriguing to me. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's mm-hmm. interesting. That's interesting. All right, well, the, the, tonight we have the, uh, the East-West Shrine game. Um, of course, like I said earlier, Saturdays is the the uh, the uh, Senior Bowl, and then uh, 
we'll, we'll get back to that. There's Deshaun is back. He's live and in living color yet yes. again. All right. So let, let's 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 back up for just a quick second. Uh, I, I thought you were saying that Chris Rodriguez had uh, admitted that he had like a PCL or an ACL issue, or yeah, he, he, he was dealing with like a something. So, um, and that's the reason why, like, he was kind of managing himself, managing his work, not full pads. But on Wednesday and today, it was full pads, ramping it up. He's every bit of his advertised though, as far as his physicality. Um, um, he might not have, have like the supreme breakaway speed, but um, he did tell me that him that uh, uh, his senior ball performance was going to really to his draft stock for where he is right now. Um, but yeah, that's. That's for Chris Rodriguez. Talked about before Chase Brown. Yeah, Chase Brown. Chase Brown. He looks like a, he looks like the running back. If you wanted to like, if you just did on, let's just say the national team, and you said which running backs uh, look, Chase Brown is definitely number one. He came out with like the high short. Everything showing off every hamstring, gluteus maximus that you possibly could. <laughs> was just out there chiseled, like you know. That's the first thing that uh, stood out to me. Uh, they, they started on the first day. Uh, I was like, oh, he has opportunity, but unfortunately, like I feel like Chase Brown has kind of been struggling. Uh, gone, gone on specifically. And like pass pro, but like like all of the running backs seem to, with the, like the exception of maybe like McIntosh, Kenny McIntosh, or um, I like Peoples, Cameron Peoples, two out of App State. But those are the two running backs that I'll give you that have surprised me the, the most. Of course, he is definitely number one running back on. Uh, at, here at senior, be close. Like he's head and shoulders. That guy every day is a, a highlight. It's to the point where, like, I kid you not, I tweeted out yesterday and people thought I was joking. He had the opposing team. Well, they practice together. They're American and the national team do, but they break. You know, they they have um, different periods, and the way they do it is so strategic. To he had the defensive part doing push-ups and the coaching staff because they refused to tackle him well let's 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 be fair let's be fair i saw the video they didn't refuse to tackle him they refused to touch him they refused to touch him (laughs) (laughs) that was that was what i was that was what i I, i'm glad you brought that up because as soon as you posted that I, i was the one i'm like okay if this is real, that's great. Even mm-hmm. if it's fake, it's good. <laughs> you, you immediate response. Uh, no, it's real. <laughs> I, I will explain later. <laughs> it is awesome. real. He's been, he's been there, but a name that has been rising and rising that we need to know and pay attention to. Northwestern running back Evan Holt. First day, he has been dying. Men 18. He is, I, Nino gives him the nickname Aquafina. 
because everything that he does is fluid <laughs> to Evan. He's a great kid. Uh, his his story is really, really, really lit. And the fact that he took his time out to, you know, interview with us um, and allow, allow it. He's been making the most out of his time from the senior ball practices. It's funny because Brian, his uh, player to watch and highlight for uh, running back anyway at the senior bowl was Evan Hall. So, Brian, was there anything you wanted to add about to Hall? You know, I'm not that familiar with him, but uh, I've been reading up what I can on on the senior bowl and um, being a Vanderbilt alumnus I'm uh, I'm always rooting for the underdog and they've won three I, I think I, the, the total is three wins over the last two seasons so I'm I'm glad that he's getting an opportunity and from what everything mm-hmm. I've I've read he's really he's really been showing out like you said so I'm excited for him yeah, Evan Hall has been impressive every day um I thought that it would like you know kind of tear but no he, he's every day is getting better every day He's improving his footwork and their footwork. It's like every drill that he does is like very, like he's hitting like his feet are very quick. I don't see him getting tripped up a lot. Um, Brown, on the other hand, like it's just kind of a little bit more questionable. Um, but Chase Brown is like way more fluid when it comes to like running compared to like pass blocking and those type of drills since we know that that's not that's not necessarily he, he rushed for over a thousand plus yards so that's definitely not his niche but um evan hall that is really improved his stock this week yeah that was one of the questions i had for for you uh as well was you know somebody that didn't have the hype going in um you know mm-hmm. going into the senior bowl week you know, and I guess the answer is going to be Evan Hall. But, but you know, is there any other player, of course, besides besides the the obvious uh, uh, Tajay Spears, mm-hmm. that, that you know didn't have the hype that that you know all of a sudden you know you see them creeping up that draft board or your draft board just because of their performance over these practices, and then it can you know they have a good game or a great game comes Saturday and they're just going to move up that that much further. I would. And I'm, I'm going to take my time doing this. I'm in Nathaniel Tank Dell. <laughs> I'm in love with Nathaniel Tank Dell. Wow. Um, he wore number one in Houston, but he's wearing number two down here. He's not sick. He has the smoothest releases that I probably feel like I've, like nobody can guard him on the American team. I've seen Kyle Day that, well, besides today, because we didn't go to the, the, the last practice just today for the American push content. Uh, but every day I stand up on my feet. Every time Tank Dale does one on ones, every time he's in team portions of drills, we do next. I tweeted it out, but Nathaniel Tank Dale is must see TV this week. Because nobody can guard him. Um, a lot of people will say that, like, hey, matchups that they have as far as these bigger DBs that the senior bowl brings in, um, weighted in, um, the, it's going to be weighted towards the wide receivers, especially the, um, and, and we've seen that that's the 
Kane exposing everybody out here. He makes it look effortless. His glide is there. That being they'll have the tallest. Well, came in at five ten, saying, "Well, he's just a slot receiver." I think he'll, but um, I I see him as a Z and or X in the in the, in the league. Yeah, I was just I looking wanna, him up. I'm gonna just do it because this is how I feel. But he he's, he's just unguardable out here. Like nobody can nobody can guard him. That I've seen one corner back. And we're going to see more when we get into the game on center back on the American team to be able to, like, say, oh, my gosh, I, I like doesn't happen. If I had to nitpick and say, what is one thing Tank Dell did wrong? <laughs> like, other than that, his, his senior bowl has been like so perfect because you can, you can hope for. I've been tuning by him like crazy. Because team last night, like, hey, am I like being a fan girl or a fanboy too much? Tank Dell, like, or am I seeing what I'm really seeing with my eyes and seeing what it's with our eyes? And I'll tell you this: he would be getting way more team had any quarterback that could put the ball in the accurate position. For I'll just leave that there. Right, right. Yeah, I was just looking up uh, Nathaniel Dell uh, out of Houston. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'd heard his name. I, I didn't realize he played almost, almost five hundred and fifty snaps out of the slot. Um, mm-hmm. And he's, he's just, I mean, that just, yeah, he's just, and he's, but he's played another three hundred and change out of the outside. So he's comfortable. It looks like playing exactly. either, either position. So is that almost like an Elijah Moore kind of when what? he was coming out. Size wise, size wise though, he seems a little bit smaller on the size. He's not, not. He came in like they listed him at his weight at fifty, but he's he's bigger than one fifty. I'd say maybe like one sixty, one sixty five. Check the actual measurables, but, but he's five ten. Like five he's five okay. ten. Um, when I stand next to him in, in our interview, because I got a chance to interview Tank Dell on the first first day, but. Very, very cool, um, very down to earth. Um, he answered your question. He believes that he's the number one wide receiver. He plays like he's a number one player comp for, for Tank Dale. And I don't want to sound outrageous, but this is just it's Antonio Brown. That's my player comp for Tank Dale. His, with his size, I'm right there with you. His size. His releases the way he gets off the line for dbs to get their hands on him because his feet are just so ridiculous like around and i said they need to just put this man in a wheelchair and just push him around because dangerous like weapons of mass destruction out here because nobody can guard him and and i question marks when it comes to like his size and everything but i'll say this the numbers that you gave a lot He's very comfortable in the slot, like very comfortable. He'll get busy. We see that in one on ones. We've seen it in the team portions and drills. They use him once because you got Rashi Rice over there on his same team, right? And um, man, the outside, right? And then you have Xavier Hutchinson, wide receiver out of Iowa State. On the when you look at that, of course. 
still gonna put them put them in the slot there. But I I believe he proved his draft stock. Mike Tilly. Mike Tilly. Mm-hmm. And uh, depending on what he does at the days and all of that, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tank Dale goes in the top. It's it's interesting Brian. because Sorry, Jage. One, one quick comment is it seems sure. like this draft fantasy wise seems deeper at running back than wide receiver. And so getting one extra <laughs> potentially high end wide receiver prospect that just adds to that depth. So, yeah, absolutely. No, that, that's a great point, Thank Kyle. Uh, Brian, what, you got you got anything for Deshaun right here? Do I have a question? Is that, was that, yeah. What, yeah. Um, so, from what I'm reading in regards to quarterback play, most of the guys here at the Senior Bowl are kind of like a third-day type prospect, maybe undrafted. Is there anybody that's standing out amongst that group? No. No. It's hard because, like, the American practices, if you used to push the ball down down the field, and a lot of it's, like, you know, short. And I think since, like, they want to test Max Duggan, they want to test the Kid, uh, quarterback, um, these quarterbacks are like, hey, look, look, I want you to like get the ball out quick and and down and all that. However, I have not seen like the first look really, really good. I would say he was like my favorite quarterback, but then at that same time, anybody away. Jaron Hall, um, his draft stock. T- um, I haven't. Max Duggan has been shaky. I didn't see him as that they had today, but the two prior practices that I saw, it wasn't really. Um, but like the other, there really isn't any QBs that stand out to me um, as far as what I've been seeing. And I think the quarterback play, if we had better, like a, a Hendon Hooker, for example. Um, then I get some more hype around the, not only the game, but also, like, these receivers, because they'll be able to, like, you know, do more. Um, but if I had to say any guy that's no favorite, mm, none of them. None of them. <laughs> <laughs> none of them. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Deshaun, I don't want to take up too much of your time, sir. You're having fun oh, down there in Mobile. Hey, tell 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 our guys, tell tell the viewers where they can find you, what you got going on. Prop yourself up a little bit there, bud. Oh well, you can find me um, right down below, below at Mobile Vibes on Twitter. That's ff underscore Mobile Vibes. I love to have you follow me. Um, I mostly am into fantasy football content. Um, I'm expanding it, and uh, with the senior bowl experience, has been really, 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 really lit. Uh, what I have coming up, Nation, uh, there is no offseason in the college football, so we're going to be attacking and grinding. Like, currently out here on my team, I got my guy Mikey with me right now. That's, that's, that's our choreographer. Um, we documenting this whole experience, going um, going crazy out here, getting carried in, putting out a lot of content in the next couple of days. Um, enjoying our time in Mobile. I'm sure you know, it's very, very gracious and the hospitality here is amazing senior senior ball and i'm totally blown away um to be able to be doing it with my guys so 
But yeah, um, as far as content, I have working on uh, um, my fantasy vibe in the spring of 2023. So for right now, I'm just, you know, networking, um, kind of detoxing after this long season that it was. I, I heard your point, Kyle, about um, and, uh, Chris Jones earlier, and you're absolutely spot on. You know, Chris Jones got his first. I was like, wow, this, this <laughs> yeah, is yeah. really happening right now. He, finally, like, in the in the in the 14th game, in his 14th <laughs> career postseason game, he finally gets his first and second sack in the postseason. You saw you saw how destructive that they were, mm-hmm. but how games between Cyrenic and Chris Jones. So I'm gonna be definitely getting more into IDP guys surrounding me all the time. So that's gonna definitely happen but yeah that that's what you can look for of course um i'm gonna be posting telling you how i feel through threads all week and, and um looking forward to this game on, on saturday and hopefully they air, air the ball <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they yeah. throw the ball just, just a little bit give the ball just give the ball 20 times let him let him go to work what <laughs> <laughs> Deshaun, we appreciate you giving us your update. Absolutely wonderful. If y'all are not following Deshaun, go follow him over there at underscore, or sorry, FF underscore Moon Vibes over there on Twitter. Deshaun, enjoy your evening. Enjoy tomorrow. I think y'all got a little more relaxed day tomorrow and then the game on Saturday. So Today was the first day since I've been here where I'm actually going to get a chance to possibly sleep in. Eight o'clock. Ooh, and I'm actually ooh. grateful for that. Like the other nights, it's busy. Like early morning, breakfast on Wednesday. Got to wake up at six. Start at seven. Conference at eight o'clock. Like what, Mr. Jim Nagy? Like the Jim Nagy, by the way. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I'm actually excited to have some downtime tomorrow. They have a Mardi Gras party happening. A Nelly concert going on out here so some downtown but i'm about we're about to go create and my god george got me some cookout so i'm <laughs> cookout yes all right brother enjoy your evening thank you again y'all go check him That's out over there at ff underscore moon moon vibes deshaun thank you we'll holla at you later on sir we greatly appreciate you, it i'll talk to you soon all right, bye. Oh, we thought we were going to get right into the to a little segment right there. And, and well, we can't because now we have another guest, Keith Fleming from Fantasy in Frames. Keith, how are we doing this evening? Man, I'm. Oh, you're muted, little... my guy. There it is. Oh, you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, Keith. Okay. okay. Good. I'm a little tired. Uh, it's been up from Atlanta, but uh, it's been a fun day. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we we we've got a we we just got off with with Deshaun. Um, he was giving us his his Taj uh, uh, Taj Spears experience, watching him, you know, watching the the defense and the coaching staff from the other team do pushups because well they didn't want to touch touch him going down the field. So uh, a couple, uh, uh, we we we're gonna ask you a few questions if that's all right with you. Um, first thing I want to know is uh, we we talked to Sean about the quarterbacks. Uh, did you did you see any of the quarterbacks take any kind of step forward, first of all? 
And and did you see? Were they able to progressively read routes, or were they just all t- terrible? Like like Deshaun was saying. I, I saying people are terrible bad throws, and I just can't dime. Times Gino agents are smiling now because they're going to get this year. Just keep going. It. it I, I, Necessarily awful. I really not impressed with the making. I mean, they were some of the guys seemed to have any role and a middle like Max Dugan come throw three or four picks right over the middle, which Alan's here from Ivy Sport. You know, he he called that was his big issue. Who is so he seems to turn the ball and. Uh, you know, people quarterback class was bad. That class looks a lot better. Kyle, you you what 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 question do you got? Well, actually, I had only prepared the Chase Brown, Chris Rodriguez questions. So if Brian, I know Brian <laughs> prepared quite a few more, so uh, okay. we can we can talk about the running backs and run back to them later. But Brian, was there anything you wanted to mention right away? Yeah, I guess one question I would have is: previous years we've had some small college guys like Sky Moore, Christian Watt. Um, Watson, some some players like that. Carson Wentz come from the you know non non power five schools. Are, you, are is anybody like that standing out this year? I mean, I Tulane. Yeah, it was, was incredible today. Um, I, nobody to in that case. The, the guys that was the tight end from Purdue. Uh, uh, he had a great. I, I honestly didn't know. Uh, day and receiving weapon, he's uh, both in getting out, not afraid to put his hand, hand on uh, people the next level in the passing game, and also uh, if he wasn't afraid to stick. The other guy that really, really stood out about was Michael Wilson, Blanford. I'm a Georgia guy, I'm not gonna lie, I don't watch a lot of football. Uh, I mean, he, he was just one of those guys. He seemed to jump off screen, you know, in the, in the sense, just crazy how you, your eyes kept. There wasn't a corner, or, you know, his a teammate on his them. Uh, he caught passes. And then and the, uh, it's, it's a big school. I mean, Dewan Jones, I am not an offensive uh, uh, technician or anything. I don't of it, but he, he just every, every defense in front of him. Like I mean, he land playing with her, uh, which is just for somebody like me as a Falcons to get uh, attacked. They, they are looking very sick, uh, you know. And that yeah, he he would be a, he would be a nice fit there in Atlanta. Would be a nice fit in Atlanta. I, I guess one of the things I know Brian kind of mentions this is one of his questions, but uh, he and I both uh, the wide receiver we're most looking forward to at the Senior Bowl happened to be, uh, uh, or sorry, what, yeah, two of the players we're looking forward to are Fresno State players, and he was talking about yeah wide receiver Jalen uh, Cropper, and uh, just uh, I guess you know, what uh, you thought of him specifically? Does he have the type of ceiling that uh, you know a, a viable? Early day three or even day two NFL prospect. Well, 
would expect. What I liked about, about about him and it, it was Spears, and it, that was I've ever been. And the thing is, the players that can praise from the are doing things correctly. They were telling other players what they they were doing, mm-hmm. and routes in the end zone. A lot, a lot of praise from both of the. Uh, for his team. That's the kind of stuff to me that really is that uh, they already know, understand the technique talent wise much different. And if you look at uh, their ability to really find their craft with Spears, I mean, he made a move that I honestly at full fell down and looked at And then I mean, oh my God, he literally the defender as he made and it was on purpose mm-hmm. I mean you can't, I, I understand it's something that you can't teach that kind of speed and ability you know you, you have to work on them then you can just do something go the, the other direction or, or look so depressive. uh I just I'm ready to see the uh, I'm a big and you you know, you can look, but I really like to see guys, you know, what you, you do, lights are shining, right? Because many guys have looked great in practice, good combine numbers. When you're playing against, it's equal, surrounded, basically, and it'll be that way. I'm going to stand out Saturday and go out. Yeah, full uh, full time Dame posted a video, and, and I don't know, you know, they, they've got a big crew over there with with uh, with uh, uh, rated rookie, um, and and their group. But he posted a video that there's that must be like four or five cameras, right? That that are actually in different areas. On this one play, you see it from different angles. You know, it's all cut together, so it looks it's an awesome video. And you can see Tajay Spears as he makes that break and then just duck. Like he knew the hand was going to be there. Yeah. Right. You know, I guess you, you know, you train your body. You're always going to get grabbed if you, if you go to stop or whatever. So he's like, I know I'm going to get grabbed. So I duck. The hand goes almost like, like if you're training for boxing and you're, and you're like sitting there and then the, 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 the spar is like whoop, over top of your head, you know, to duck. He knew that was coming and he just broke back. And I mean, it, it was an amazing, amazing. I felt so bad for the for the linebacker on that play because it was like, oh, we listen. As a defensive player, you're always going to look stupid no matter what you do, whether you're right or wrong. That one there, it just happened to be what you know, hundreds of thousands of people are going to be watching because it's all it. They're going to throw that on on Sports Center on NFL Live. It's going to be like the highlight of the of the Senior Bowl, and it's going to be out of practice. So there were, I thought that was so awesome. stadium when it happened because you, you know there's. So much to say in a practice where you got, uh, you know, position the other, and the, but I mean, it was, it was somebody, uh, uh, you heard a collective, uh, and then it just kind of <laughs> got loud. It really was, uh, you know, talk, talking to some, uh, I met Danny Kelly from the ringer, uh, the cornerback from South Carolina, everyone seems to be talking, you know, I, I guess, uh, up, you know, they're uh, uh, from what I saw to right position, he had two interceptions one on one, one drills. Danny told me a lot about people, and he's been a real winner, and you know, could get 
the second round, maybe, maybe even uh, with what he's Yeah, it, Brian, didn't you have another? I thought you had another question on here. Uh, let's see if we can get to it. There we go. Did you have another question on here about uh, Fresno State? No? No. Uh, Kyle I kind of hijacked that one. but You did? Okay. All right. I, I did. I know that Brian, instead of specific questions, had some like general questions about like the, the uh, senior bowl practices compared to games. So I don't know, if, Brian, you want to talk about those now? Yeah. One, one question I have. Um, so, like the game on Saturday, it's. Uh, Obviously, you're, you're dealing – I know that there's a total of five or six quarterbacks playing, a ton of running backs, wide receivers. So, obviously, their reps will be limited um, during the game itself. So, in regards to an overall talent evaluation, in terms of like from, from a scout and, and a team, are they more focused on what they see in practice or, act, or what they see in the game? It's kind of one of the last opportunities to see these players playing live game action, but at the same time, it's the offenses are kind of dummy down, and also the playing time is kind of limited. So, actually, asked a few of the scouts and stuff that got to about that because I was curious about King at that. And basically, they take the week from the practices, players are that they, they want to watch, like the last pieces they want to, you know, after they'll even go up because I, I saw a few times on a whisper something and the coaches there something to the player where they would want to pick from them it's just kind of that last off the proof but then i've just from following this stuff you know when they actually get to the official, I, I i really really do think think it's awesome high school stuff that stuff come out out and these guys and, and they're all all kind of in there in the circle and people, up uh, online that you see these guys know what they produce on the field career and it's like just Sean Watson a few years back like he was the uh, you know field and he dropped to what like and it's just sometimes themselves or it's almost like they get a guy's numbers express how fast they can run that I really believe believe that if you field, I just be able to develop at that next. Yeah, yeah. Well, Keith, we're gonna let you get out of here. I know you got to get something to eat. It's it's like seven thirty over there. It's dinner time. Get some rest for tomorrow. Get ready for the game. That sort of thing. Not, not much. Go to get. Okay. Yeah, there you go. It's just just down the street. You know, you got nothing. You and Joe. You and Joe got the corporate card. I know you did. You stopped by Ori's right. on the way out. So. <laughs> I, I hope so. I don't think that's good. That's not going to – yeah, that's a tax write-off, if nothing else. This is a business trip, the whole thing. <laughs> but, hey, before we let you go, go ahead. Let the good people know where they can find you, what you got going on. Absolutely. Uh, you can find me uh, just like that my name's spelled out. Uh, I am the host of the Daily Joe the Brain. Matt's a great season for D. Um, we give it every week and bargain to your pool. Play position, uh, good job hitting on, on the bargain play. This uh, plays DFS. That's all about. Uh, I have a fantasy six pack. I wrote this golf column for that. Did a preview at Pebble Beach. We were actually going to be starting a podcast because I told 
them that I just uh, you guys that they're crazy. Uh, put that up right after the uh, with the waste management. So that uh, and welcome, man. We're very excited to have you. Well, hell yeah, man. And we, we, we're happy you stopped by, gave us a little bit of time. Give Joe some love for us. Y'all go get some money, bring it back. You know, don't, don't, don't spend all the money. Just bring money back. That's all you got to do in the casino. Hey, Keith, thank you for joining us. Have a great night. Enjoy the rest of, of Senior Bowl week, and we'll be talking to you real soon. My pleasure. Take care. Keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Well, that was fun, fellas. We we got to. Sorry about the the. I guess that's part of doing live. You know, when when you're on location, basically, you're going to get some of that breakup. I think we caught most of what they were, what what Keith was saying, as well as what Deshaun was saying there. So, um, let, let's start with 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 what Deshaun said. Um, and, and I'll start with you, Brian. What is your 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 biggest takeaway of what Deshaun was was saying? Uh, you know about the quarterbacks, about the, the, uh, uh, Nathaniel Dell, you know, what, what do you, what do you, what are your first thoughts right there? Um, I guess my first thought in general is just, it's just nice to see a live perspective of what you're reading online. It's, uh, you know, you never can tell from one source to the next as to how the, the general population's feeling about things. Um, like I said, it, the ones that are reporting live it, that you give one perspective and Deshaun gives his and, it's they pretty much seem to be all on board. So unfortunately right now, the quarterback play doesn't seem that great. Um, one guy I'm kind of interested in in the shrine bowl is uh Hainer out, out of, out of Fresno. We seem to be doing a Fresno state theme. So, well, uh, if, if you, if you're not paying attention, the, the, the East West shrine bowl just kicked off. It's uh, uh, 13, right at 13 minutes to go in the, in the first quarter. So just to give you a heads up there, it is and on I, NFL. And I, messed up. I was asking, uh, I think I was asking Keith about Jalen Cropper, uh, but he's actually at the Shrine Bowl, not the Senior right. Bowl. So that was, right. that was my mistake. So I'm glad uh, Keith recovered that that's correctly. The, and I think they went and talked about Sharp. So that's good. Yeah. And I want to hear more about Taj, uh, Taj Sharp. Yeah. And that's the, 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 the same thing There's with, spears. um, with, uh, uh, Zay Flowers. I believe Zay Flowers is actually, at the East West Shrine okay. game. And I think that's saying an issue that, that uh, I don't think Nagy was happy that he chose to go to the East West Shrine game, but that's, Hey, these kids are, you know, they're 18, 19 years old. Um, he, that's where he wanted to go. Maybe because it was, you know, closer to family or, or whatnot. Another friend went there who cared. I, you know, it, it's not my decision, um, but yeah. So I think Zay flowers is out there as well. So um, Kyle, let's, let's move over to what, um, what Keith was saying, what was your biggest takeaway from what Keith said? Well, I think it's going to be Nathaniel Dell. He wasn't too high on my radar. And if, and if he's kind of emerging, that's maybe someone that's going to take, you know, take some looks. Is, is he going to be a second round rookie pick in dynasty leagues? Uh, and I guess uh, something, I believe this was Deshaun that mentioned it was, uh, you know, how there's no off season, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, dynasty gambit, that's a perfect that's... place to not have an off season. Right. So uh, yeah, I think uh, Nathaniel, Tank Dell is uh, it's interesting. Yeah, that's going to be you know, and and I know we focus more on the dynasty side of things, but yeah, I think even in redraft, um, that's going to be something you know, maybe you know, late, late, late round pick or one of your first waiver claims, depending again on landing spot. Because here's the thing that I, that I'm really quickly uh, starting to understand with the the 
what seems to be horrible quarterback play in, at the Senior Bowl, or at least it's in Senior Bowl practice, is the wide receivers may not get the looks. They they may not get you know. So they may because it's going to be you know predominantly a running, um you know on both sides running games. Mm-hmm. Um you know yeah they, they'll get a little bit of bump when it when they do the the combine or, or you know pro days or, or whatnot. But if they're not seeing it in live action, then you know a lot of scouts will move them down a little bit. And if you may be able to find that steal that's in that sixth round, that seventh round, you know, uh, wide receiver there. So that's just that's that is something that I took away from it because I, I did like the the Dell the Dell call, um, the uh, the the what was the other one? Chase Brown. The one thing I heard about Chase Brown, a lot of Chase Brown was in his pass blocking. He was having an issue with his pass blocking. I heard that over and over again. It was nice for for Deshaun to come on here and go. He looked good today. You know, that, that was a huge plus. I, and I did see a video clip of a, a handoff where their goal line, the, the defender came up and he just barreled over the defender, took him six yards into the end zone. So that was nice to say, look, if I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this part of the game. I'm going to show mm-hmm. you I can do this part of the game for sure. So yeah, the Canadian kid should hopefully be able to at least earn a, an early down roll in the NFL. I guess that's right. yeah, the, the one thing I was a little concerned with both Brown and Rodriguez is do they have the burst? Can they, can they mm-hmm. make outside runs? Or are they going to be just primarily inside runners and, and that's it. And they're kind of just stuck into that role. And maybe there's some goal line work. I mentioned the contact balance pretty good with Chase Brown, Rodriguez. It's maybe one of the best in the class at, at uh, fighting through contact. So uh, that's great there. I guess another guy that I was interested in running back wise, since we're, we are talking about running backs is, Fresno State again, Jordan Mims. So apparently Brian and I are all about the Fresno State guys tonight in the in the Shrine game. Uh, you mentioned uh, QB Jake Harner, and then uh, as I I incorrectly said at the Senior Bowl, but uh, wide receiver Jalen Cropper, and then also right. running back Jordan Mims. So we'll see how all three Fresno State guys do in tonight's Shrine game. And yeah, the the other thing that I was noticing too, um, at least as Twitter was going through the day, you know, whether it was from analysts that were actually on site or whether it was even the 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 uh, senior bowl themselves that were that were posting was it looked like the tight ends were having a good day today. Multiple tight ends were having a good day. Um, to give you a for instance, let me see if I can get to my note right here that I wrote down because I thought it was very interesting. Um, the fact that uh, is it Luke, yeah, Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State, um, twenty point zero five miles an hour was what he was clocked at running, fastest. In uh, Senior Bowl history since they started tracking speed, mm-hmm. right? And it, so he's the fastest tight end in, in Senior Bowl history. But the other thing was is he he's seventh fastest overall this year. And Tajay Spears is fifth yeah. fastest overall. <laughs> Not first. That's funny. Uh, but, yeah, so that, that definitely shows. Uh, that's what we chase, really, uh, tight end prospects is athleticism more than anything. Uh, you can't really trust the college production when it comes to tight ends. That's right. really just school to school dependent on how they run their system. So, yeah, the athleticism is really arguably maybe the most important factor for tight ends. Yeah. What were you going to say, Brian? I'm sorry. I was going to ask Kyle. Kyle, who's the quarterback for Purdue? Aiden somebody. I, it's not Brock Purdy? Oh, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I can look that up real quick if you need. I, I forget his last name, but he's playing tonight in the, the – uh, Shrine Bowl, and he's supposed to be a name to, to look out for based on Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, apparently he's having a big week of practice. So he was second. He was second team all Big Ten all Big Ten this year. 
behind Mr. Ohio State himself. So, yeah, he put a he put a, a shroud over top of all of the uh, the rest of the quarterbacks in the conference. Yeah, so so that's the name to look out for tonight as well. Yeah, and and, and as yeah, you O'Connell. say that, if if I'm not mistaken, he just about threw an interception. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> right, as, right as you he say, didn't that. actually throw it though. <laughs> no, it, it was the defender that dropped it. So, yeah. but it was it was definitely interceptable but, calls. Yeah, so yeah, he's a well, new quarterback. What can you say? <laughs> Maybe tonight's quarterback playing will be better than the senior bowl. So. <laughs> I was just thinking that too. Right, that's right. Wonder who's got the better. <laughs> well, with uh, with the, with the with getting the two guys in, you, we're not going to be able to get through everything we wanted to tonight. We got about ten minutes or so left. Um, so I, I do want to actually, you know, we talked about the Super Bowl come up, and I'm sure we'll talk about it again next week, right before we play or right before the game is played. Um, we, we talked about the East West Shrine game a little bit. We've talked about the senior bowl, um, you know, uh, let, real quick, let, let's talk about these two head coaching hires that just happened. You know, we, we had, uh, D'Amico Ryan's going to, uh, uh, Houston on a six year deal. As long as they give him more than a year, I think that's a win for D'Amico Ryan's. Um, but he's going to get paid either way, but the, probably the, the one that's a little bit more, I guess, Fantasy relevant, at least right now, going into this next year. Um, Denver Broncos give up a, a first round, which is, turns out to be the 29th pick overall, um, which they got that from Miami when, in the in the Bradley Drug, uh, Chubb trade. Uh, so it's the 29th overall this year and a 24 second, if I'm not mistaken. And, and Denver gets the rights to Sean Payton and a 20. Is it a four or 24 third? I thought 24 yeah, third moving down one round. So they moved back one round, whatever, and gay and, and got the rights to Sean Payton. So Sean Payton's going to be back on the sidelines. Um, it at least appears anyway. Um, <laughs> my, my initial thought is the boost here is going to be for, for uh, uh, Williams when he gets healthy <laughs> and it's going to be a boost for Jerry Judy. Kyle, what are your thoughts there? I would think, especially the emphasis on the Judy, I'm, I don't know about Williams, because the one thing we've seen with Sean Payton is he's not afraid to, even if he's got a really talented running back, to split the work. So well, I don't I, think it's... When I say I Williams, it, I'm talking about more of the passing work. True. I mean, he did. I mean, he was seeing targets this year anyway, even with the Nathaniel Hackett system. So I don't think it's a negative, but I think the bigger impact will be felt by Jerry Judy. Just Sean Payton, we saw it with new Orleans, his ability to, you know, he, Sean Payton and Sean McVay are both probably the best in the league at this. The spacing concepts with the routes are always leaving like, like the way they design route combinations. There's always a primary read and everything is about getting that primary read open. And so often they're just the way the routes are designed that can succeed and it can happen uh, fairly easily. So I'd imagine Judy playing in the slot might be that, obvious first read on so many of those plays and in a lot of the emphasis on the office might be how do we design to just get jerry judy wide open he's a great route runner so he'll be able to get to the spots he needs to if we can design the routes around him and draw coverage away from him uh, i'm i'm really bullish on judy right now i think i've uh, just uh doing my uh, dynasty ranking updates i'll be on the uh, dynasty saturday five this saturday on the going for two live network so uh wanted to update the dynasty rankings uh before we got on there and uh i think i've got jerry judy at wide receiver 18 right now so uh, that's, he's probably, that's probably right about right, though. I would think that's about right. Fair. Well, I, I certainly thought so. If I put him there, but yeah, so I, I, he's the one to me that I'm probably the most excited, even more so than Russ himself. 
Yep. All right, Brian. What what are, what are your takeaway of, of and go ahead if you want to go to the D'Amico Ryan's as soon as you, you you get done talking about the you know uh, Peyton. If you want to talk about both of them, go right ahead. Okay. Well, in regards, Kyle just mentioned it. In regards to the Peyton hire, I'm curious if he can resurrect resurrect Russell Wilson. Um, let's face it. Most of us. I mean, I like Drew Brees. But Drew Brees, his last three or four years, was a noodle arm quarterback. Last five and, years. <laughs> exactly. For a while. And they still were successful and competitive. So can he resurrect Russell Wilson? You got to hope so if you're if you're a Broncos fan because there's enough talent around him, young talent, like, like y'all both mentioned, Judy, Williams. I don't know the contract situation with Sutton, but, you know, he'd be another name if he's still back and – they just signed him, I think, to a two- or three-year deal. So I think he'll still two years left under contract. I can look yeah, it up to be sure. If you, if you I believe they, they signed him last offseason, right, if I'm not mistaken? And I right think they signed both injured. him and Tim Patrick. Yeah, to, right before he got I thought injured. it was oh, yeah, two- or three-year deal. Tim Patrick, yeah. well, I, thought, I think they both got signed. That's why. Yeah. Another name to really think about? Don't say don't say Hilton. No. Okay. Hamler? Uh, he loved he loved his tight ends in New Orleans. Dulcich for the rookie mm-hmm. from last year that it showed quite a bit already. Well, you bring yeah, that up, sure. and, and I really thought that Albert O could be something last year. Dulcich showed it <laughs> this year, but 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 here's the thing: is you know Sean Payton is good at using his tight ends. Could there actually be a a world where both of them are fantasy relevant? Could uh, be, you know, Albert O and and Dulcich. And maybe, I'm not, ban- I'm not banking on Albert O, but I if bank Patrick on is slow to come back from his injury and there's not really a third wide receiver, they may right. be using more two tight end sets, especially early in the season. So, or even, right, or even spread out Albert O. I mean, it's it's all going to yeah. depend, of, of course. But I think if you have, you know, just talking about value here, if you have Albert O right now, you're not going to be able to trade him for anything that, that, you know, of value. So you may as well hold on to him and sure. let's see what happens in the season, um, that kind of thing. You hear you hear a good word about him, and all of a sudden, you know somebody wants to get a hold of him for a, for a, for what a third maybe. You probably sell him then. I've got a lot of Dulcich shares. If you're looking if you're looking for a trade opportunity to get you some picks or something, if you got another tight end that you like, Dulcich might be a perfect opportunity. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. Looking at Cortland Sutton's contract, he actually signed a four year. $60.8 million deal last year. So he has three years left on his contract. Uh, the Broncos could potentially release him next year. They'll save about $10 million of his $17 million cap hit. And then 2025, it certainly looks like he probably won't be on the team. They save, there's bare, there's not much, there's only, uh, there's less than $4 million guaranteed in 2025. So he'll be on the team this year for sure. But even as soon as next year, they if he's underperforming like he did this year, they could cut him and, and you know, they save $10 million. So that's a, decent enough chunk that they could say we could they could justify we could sign someone else with that tim patrick's the one who signed a three-year contract so he has uh they could technically cut him this year and save a million of his 11 million dollar cap hit but uh it does seem next year would be the year to cut him they save about uh 11 million of the 13 million dollar cap hit so yeah looks like it could be the last season for both sutton and patrick so i guess that they've almost got career year motivations even if they're under contract that or that or they could they could go to trade one one of them in in midseason as well because I mean I, you know how the Packers don't like to to mm-hmm. to draft wide receivers either one of those would mm-hmm. fit 
in, in a in a in a in a wide receiver room up there. I mean, the Packers have been drafting wide receivers outside the first round for years, but it's the, the first round receivers they don't. Yeah, they don't like. I, I only say that because I know you're a Packers fan, Kyle. That yeah. I just just giving you hell. That's all. Brian, go ahead. T- tell us tell us what you th- what your thoughts are on the on the D'Amico Dem- Ryan hire. I, I think it's a phenomenal hire for them. Obviously, he was really successful with San Francisco. So, you know, why, I think it's a good hire. He's got a few young offensive weapons, Pierce. Um, he's also also got Nico Collins, I think, could be get a bump up from this possibly. I'm, I don't know where we're sitting on, Brev, on Brevin Jordan necessarily, but maybe he, you know, he was only in the second year last year and seemed to flash some talent as a rookie. So maybe he's still a, still a, a name. But definitely on the defensive side, that'll anchor down. And he's, and he's uh, you know, it's hard to say where it's going to go. With, uh, Kyle said, has said this before, but the offensive coordinator is going to make the difference mm-hmm. as to which direction they go with that. So, what And I would almost saying? double down, especially as much as I like Nico Collins, I think what gives him a big boost is if they get a good quarterback. Now, drafting second overall at this moment, whether they trade up or trade down, they're probably drafting a quarterback. So it's it's a rookie that will come in. So I don't know if it necessarily boosts Nico that much to be associated with the rookie quarterback, but it, nope, probably going to be better than uh, Davis Mills. So if they don't uh, necessarily address the position, he's a clear number one or number two, then by sheer volume, he might be uh, worth it this year. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I, I got into a somewhat of a Twitter debate with with a, with somebody and I, because I posed the question of I, I or I, I said I like the, the fact of D'Amico Ryan going to Houston. You know, he's going. It's a homecoming for him, kind of thing. He, he's a, he's a, he's a, the love of the city. You know, he was a great linebacker there. Yes, they already had a decent um, defense, at least against the the uh, the was it against the runner? Was it? It was against the runner, against the pass. They they were good. I think it was against um, the pass. Against really the pass, good. they were really but good against. Part the of it was their their run defense was so bad, teams we, could just run on them. But they, they were still fairly efficient. But Stingley like was very line, good. You know, so defense. they've got these young. They've got the young players, and then they were like, well. You know, whoever, whatever quarterback, whether it be Stroud or Young, I'm going to stay far, far away. I'm like, yeah, but once you don't you want to see who the OC is going to be? Number one, right? Yeah, they maybe listen. Most rookies are bad in their first year. Peyton Manning was bad in his first year. You know, Trevor Lawrence, he's a top. You know, he's he's a he's a quarterback one this year. He was he sucked last year because of the coaching. I get it, but you know, most quarterbacks are bad in their first year. Then you turn around. Now you got a good OC. You've got a, a quarterback that learns underneath him. Again, Houston's got to let the ownership's got to let Demico Ryan be there for more than a year, and then they can build from there. I don't see the. I don't see any way possible that they don't take a quarterback. I think it's an absolute travesty if they don't. The worst, they, they're still going to be picking early next year. Are they the team that trades for Lamar Jackson? That's probably the only quarterback good enough that they could think long-term to make them not draft. Like, I mean, they're not, they're not going to be a team that signs Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr to fix their QB situation. I, I agree with you. I think they're, they need their franchise guy and they've got a chance to. Yeah. I'm not sure. Their- I'm not sure that Lamar Jackson is the answer to fix all their problems. Right. Either they got more problems in the, because if you look at it, what they've got for them to trade for Lamar Jackson, it's going to cost them more than one or two draft picks. 
it's going to cost them multiple draft picks where they Does have the, multiple But holes. if it being the 102, though, I mean, it, it's not just – this is in a late first. Like, this is this is the, the 102. Like, maybe the Ravens are excited enough about that particular pick that it doesn't cost too much on top. I don't think it would – they would – I don't think the Ravens would still do it for just straight up one first, but that probably – the fact that it's the 102 in this year's class, maybe – that almost counts maybe for two first, and then if it's two first plus, then what's the plus to the one or two? Maybe, maybe. But Where the, the truth is, though, the Texans may not want to trade and pay a quarterback. Like they, if they really believe in one of these rookies, could be a potentially as good as Lamar Jackson. Maybe not as running, but as a a guy that can win games and lead to the playoffs. They might just still let's let's start him on the rookie contract and let's just uh, build around the the quarterback at a rookie contract. That seems to be the the way to go in the NFL. The the worst thing about these high draft pick quarterbacks is typically speaking, they don't have a lot of great offensive weapons around them when they're, when they're drafted. Otherwise they wouldn't be, be drafting so highly. Lawrence got kind of lucky. ATN was hurt when he got, ATN was hurt last year and came back this year. Then they went out and spent, had the extra cap room to get both Ingram and Kurt. Not all teams have all that. Do you think about, you think, you think about, uh, Chicago situation. They don't have much around, around him right now. The Jets, they've actually got talent, but he's proven he's not a very good quarterback. So it's really hard to be drafted in the top few picks and actually have enough talent around you to be successful like Lawrence was this year. The only team that seems to have been able to do that was the 49ers because they traded up to get that that pick of Lance at third overall, right? So it almost seems those are uh, you know the Chiefs with Mahomes trading up to 10th. Like those are the situations you want is when the team trades up, not that they earn the, the top pick that they trade up for that pick. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I don't, you know, I don't know all the stats, but, but I don't feel like, you know, you go get Stroud or young, whichever one they go get. I don't think that they're, they're walking into an absolute horrible situation. I mean, Davis Mills did play decent at times. You had Pierce, who almost if, if if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, he would have had a thousand yards. You know, the offensive line, okay, he has questions, whatnot, but those are fixable either through free agency or the draft as well. And 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 Houston does have a, a good bit of draft capital, uh, and that and that's again why I say I don't know that I would do the the Lamar thing because if you go and get Lamar, you got to pay him right away, right? And then, but if you go and get a Stroud or a Young or a whatever rookie quarterback. You've got five years before you got to pay him, right? Yep. And you can build and make sure that at that time it's not okay. I I do want just like just like the Giants are doing right now. They're trying to make this decision. Daniel Jones hasn't played that bad, but they've built an offensive line. Now they got to get him weapons. Exactly. So, you and know it, what I mean? He's so, been there four years and doesn't have weapons. And correct. They, but they've been doing the build around Daniel Jones's, uh, not around Daniel Jones, but they've been building the offensive line. And they've got a solid offensive line. Barkley's now back healthy. Then you turn around. Now you no weapons on the outside. So then you become basically one dimensional. You're either running with Barkley, throwing the ball to Barkley, or you're running with Daniel Jones. As as sad as it may seem to say, the Texans actually have more offensive weapons right now than the Giants do. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're you know the Bears might be the only receiving core worse than the Giants this year, and that might even be a debate. So yeah, you know, at least the foundations of a you know a Nico Collins. We'll see it. You know, John Mechie's not just recovery from ACL injury, but recovery from leukemia as well. Like how much he's able to contribute this year as well. And at least 
you know, the, the starting points of a of foundation. And maybe with their early second pick, they they add to that receiver room as well. But uh, yeah, it's not it's not desolate, but it's also maybe not a great situation. But uh, to, uh, to Gator's point, I I do think they're drafting a quarterback early. They should. Yeah, I think they should. They should go ahead and and, and give D'Amico and whatever new offensive coordinator that is the the quarterback to then build around. Go get the weapons from that point. Whether you know, hey, I, I mean, you could quite honestly, I could see them going and getting a couple weapons in free agency before they go and draft. See what they can buy in free agency, and then if you know, you throw in whatever DJ basically. Chark. Yeah, you throw in basically kind of what the you know what the Jacksonville Jaguars did this year. You're gonna have to overpay a little bit, but if you go and overpay for one guy, and then get a couple ancillary pieces to go around that one guy, now you go and get Bryce Young or you go and get CJ Stroud, whichever one you feel is is the guy. Give him something, you know. You got to build up that offensive line though. That's got to be a primary, you know, because you've got the Nico Collins, you know, Brandon Cooks is probably gonna be gone. But you get you you build up that offensive line and boom you've got something, right? With with whatever quarterback you bring in, and, and not not to interrupt, but think about the Jags if Calvin Ridley actually does anything. Yeah, I mean that that was you know trade deadline that was ju- that was just a sneaky 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 trade by the by the Jaguars are sneaky man. Watch out. Yeah. So that's what the Bears needed to do instead of overspend on Claypool. But I think the idea there was they were willing to overspend to the guy that they could give Fields now and not just wait till next year. But uh, and it didn't work out. Hey, as a Steelers, oh no, appreciate no. a late round first. It's okay. No, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they would probably want to take a receiver that's better than Claypool with that pick. So, the Steelers, sure. the Steelers are like, okay, yeah, we'll give you him for the for what's now the thirty what thirty second, thirty third pick. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. Yeah, yeah man, well, whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go we'll go find us a you know whatever player. Troy Palamalu or something. <laughs> I forget what it was. There's one. There's one pick in the first round that's no not going to be available. Miami's, yeah, Miami's. Miami's pick is gone because of the tampering. Um, they got the the no, they got a first rounder from San Francisco, um, and then they and then that's they what they that's what they traded to Denver for to get Bradley Chubb. So, so in essence, the Steelers got the last pick of the first round. So yes, yeah. So it'd be the thirty. What what will what will be the thirty second pick, right? The thirty first pick. Yeah. So, so I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that trade just worked out one hundred percent all Steelers way right there. <laughs> it the really Steelers, did. The Steelers rarely trade, but when they do, they don't lose the trade. You know, so, speaking speaking of, no. there was one question I didn't I, I I wanted to ask tonight, and I didn't ask either one of the guys, um, and it was pertaining to the Steelers, um. And I and I will find out via Twitter, and I will try to report back as soon as I get an answer on it. But I wanted to know if there was any like coaches mm. or scouts that were like particularly either verbally talking about or verbally talking to a particular player, kind of like what we saw last year. It was kind of you know hidden back by the porta potties where where Tomlin was talking to Malik Willis or you know. Tomlin was talking to Malik Willis's mom or or whatever that case was, and then it never came to fruition. But it, I really would like to know because there, there's so many behind-the-scenes things, and that, that was why I wanted to get the guys on tonight and see what was going on. I hope we got something out of it. I hope the chat got something out of it. I hope you guys got something out of it. I sure did because now I got three guys on my list that I did not even have on my board right now. I got to go revamp this board. 
<laughs> but oh, let's go ahead. building the board. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get out of here. Brian, tell the people where they can find you and what do you got going on? You can always find me at Vandegrad 92. Of course, I'm going to be, I'll be right here next week. And, uh, other than that, just kind of mental relaxation time. My mom, my mom's coming home tomorrow. So she's, uh, had been in rehab. So she's, her fall's better and she's coming home. So that'll be my biggest thing. And then as we get into the spring, I'll be doing some baseball stuff and some NFL news type stuff towards the combine. But right now it's just kind of doing this. Mom's coming home to get you back in line. I like it. Love it. <laughs> Glad to hear mom's doing good. Yeah. Appreciate it. Kyle. Tell the people where they can find you. Well, I'm on Twitter at Senra Says, and uh, yeah, you can find me here every Thursday. Uh, eventually, we'll be on every second Thursday, but for now, uh, come back next week to the Dynasty Gambit. And as I referenced earlier, uh, Brian Ford, who we had on last week on the Gambit, uh, you needed a uh, guest for this week's episode of the Dynasty Saturday Five, so I'll be doing that this Saturday, which will be the uh, the fourth, February fourth, at seven thirty p.m. Eastern, I believe, is our start time for that, and I think. Uh, and we're going to just talk about our dynasty rankings, specifically the top of the rankings, maybe the top 10, top 12 at each position, and just kind of go from there. We'll, we'll see what, where the discussions lead us. Oh, yeah. We definitely definitely got to turn into that. Well, speaking of Saturday night, and go through the rundown right quick. On Monday, we have the two-point conversion. On Tuesday, speak on it. Wednesday, I don't know if B. Leach doing one this week uh, coming up for the Super Bowl. I think he would be. I would imagine um, he'd do it next week. Yeah, that's what I mean. The, next next yeah. week coming up on Wednesday. Um, and then the armchair quarterback, uh, armchair fantasy on Wednesday evening. Of course, you got us on Thursday night, armchair DFS, uh, and the Saturday night five on Saturday. And don't forget to hit up underdog with the mm-hmm. promo code GF2 for a hundred percent deposit match guarantee. We have, uh, and we got best ball season coming. I can't wait for that. We, we're going to do a couple best ball drafts, um, just with us. We'll get a couple, maybe we'll get a couple, um, maybe we'll get a couple listeners in a, in a couple best ball drafts with us. Maybe we'll make them pay for our entry fee in order. <laughs> That's not going to work, is it? <laughs> it was, it was worth a thought. Well, listen, you well, can especially when me- we can get to a double deposit match using this promo code, right? I mean, <laughs> like, right. I suppose there's money to spare, isn't there? Well, they always GF2. have money to spare. That's right. Go to GFT, go, go to underdog punch in GF2. Now you can afford to pay for my entry fee as well. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me over there at fantasyj77 on twitter you can find us in the discord don't forget hit up the goingfor2.com bottom right corner you can hit the the discord it is free come join us over there um hey i asked jeff for it and we got it we have our mm-hmm. own dynasty gambit channel in there so that you know we don't allow you know non we, we if they're not dynasty gambit you know people they don't come on we don't allow men no, that's not true. We allow everybody in. We allow everybody in. It's it's all free. Come over, join us over there in the Discord. Check out all of our shows on the Going for Two Network. For Kyle, for Brian, this has been the Dynasty Gambit Senior Bowl Edition. Thank you all and have a great night.